Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, everyone. It is just Abby. Vanessa is off in Paris. We could call it V in Paris instead of Emily in Paris. So I will be giving you all of the hot headlines solo, and there's a lot to cover. So um, bear with me. I've had iced coffee and a Diet Dr. Pepper today. So you're getting an extremely caffeinated version of me to make up for the fact that uh, there is no other voice on this podcast today. Let's begin with Ariana on Love Island. I think everyone's Instagram blew up the second they realized that she was on set there. I will be very um, open and honest with all of you. I do not watch Love Island. I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure I'd get sucked into it. And that's why I don't watch it. I clearly just don't not clearly, but I just don't have enough time because I spend so much of my evenings and free time watching Bravo. So I just feel like Love Island would be something that would probably make me go to sleep even later every night when I promise myself I'm gonna go to bed early. So Ariana will be on Love Island. It looks like she's just making a little bit of appearance for like one or two episodes. But I mean, Homegirl is just laughing all the way to the bank with this scandal. And I'm sure Sandoval is just so green with envy. Every new gig she gets, it just has to kill him. And I think for all of us as fans, uh, especially those who've been watching Vanderbilt for a long time, we just, it has to be the, just, it is the best validation and it has to be the best feeling for her that she's just getting the ultimate revenge. Uh, let's now get into, God, all of the podcasts. So there's, there's a lot was happening uh, in the podcast world this week. Our beloved Nini sat down with Carlos King on his podcast to talk about her time on Atlanta, what she thinks about the show now. She threw some shade. It was amazing. I miss Nini so much. I would love for there to be some sort of way she comes back to TV. I know that the lawsuits probably were the nail in the coffin as to why she wouldn't be um, back on the show and hasn't been invited to BravoCon. But I got it. If you, if you, oh, could you imagine if you 
could put a camera on me to see like my face of like shock, joy, excitement. If she walked out on a, like for BravoCon for a panel as a surprise or watch what happens live, I would truly die. Uh, she definitely did not filter herself. She threw some shade at Cynthia, uh, accused Cynthia of basically being in an alliance with people at Bravo, producers, uh, just various um, cast to try to get Nini out. And she thinks that Cynthia basically did everything she could to try to get Nini off the show. She thought that when the show became a little bit fake and less real and authentic was when Kenya went on. And she didn't say it was Kenya's fault necessarily, but that prior to that, everyone had real relationships, real boyfriends, real divorces, real struggles. And once Kenya came on, everyone became more concerned about the storyline. And I do really agree with this. She said that it shouldn't be a storyline when it's your life. It should just be your life. You shouldn't be editing it, self-producing it. And I think it's some wise uh, warnings to some of those out there uh, on these Bravo shows that are trying so hard to create their storylines and self-produce themselves. Uh, let's see, what else did she talk about? I mean, she really just said that she, in her mind, she and Kim were the biggest stars of the show. And I can't disagree with her there. Carlos did ask her because she said it was really her and Kim were the stars and Sheree was like a distant third. And he said, but the three of you were so great. You don't think Sheree, you know, was a key part of that. And she said she was great with her and Kim, but without her and Kim, Sheree would not have been as amazing. And I, again, I mean, she did nothing but speak the truth. She was very, very thankful to Carlos. I got the impression based off of her post where she said like this was her first time talking about it. Uh, first time being on a podcast, first time doing a YouTube um, version like of a podcast and thanked him for waiting until she was ready to talk about it and wait for it to be on her timing. So I'm sure she, I'm sure she's flooded with requests to be on podcast. Um, but clearly, you know, she has a relationship with Carlos given his history with the show. So it made sense that she told her story with him and he did a fabulous job interviewing. If you haven't listened to it, it's really, really good. Okay, now I'm going to move on to Bethany and Jill on pod, um, their podcast. So Jill came on Bethany's podcast um, to talk about their time on Housewives and just basically, you know, dive into the timing of it was really odd. They did sort of, you know, Bethany has her rewatch show that she thinks is, you know, groundbreaking and she's the first to do it and if you haven't seen bethany's return to watch what happens live where jeff lewis gave her a really hard time and made it clear like you did not invent podcast bethany and you did not you know create this rewatch genre it's been around forever um but you know bethany has a very large ego and i will say i was someone who loved bethany in the beginning i really just related to her hustling, trying to build a business, make a name for herself, figure out how to basically have, you know, a career, a husband, family, like it was just very, very relatable. And I feel like ever since she's left Housewives, all she has done is just bit the hand that feeds her continuously. And she loves just any opportunity to knock Housewives or Housewives drama or anything. She just finds a way to insert herself into that. It's just so obvious that she is desperate for attention, but also on some level misses it clearly. So I'm going into this with a very, very strong bias towards Miss Bethany Frankel. Uh, I was a little leery of her and Jill doing their podcast episode, uh, starting with 
They did episode one, season one of Roni at the same time as the Roni reboot premiering the same week. That was no coincidence. We know exactly what Bethany was doing. Um, She clearly was a little jealous of these women and wants to make it known that she was an OG in case we forgot. So then Bethany was being asked about this interview and in true Bethany fashion, gave herself a lot of credit while also knocking Jill at the same time, saying that in the past, she hasn't wanted to do things with Jill because whenever they would meet up or reconcile, Jill would then ask her to go to an event or help, you know, with something that Jill was responsible for and that Bethany always felt like she was kind of used. She was very quick to like knock Jill down. I will say she did not maybe as direct, but pretty close, say these things to Jill on the podcast. So she wasn't necessarily being two-faced about it, but I definitely felt like it was ironic and extremely like hypocritical of her to imply that Jill tries to use Bethany when Bethany was using Jill on this podcast just to get listens and just to divert attention away from the Roni premiere. I loved it, slash hated it and cringe when Bethany said during this video that surfaced um, on Instagram. And it looks like she was like essentially almost like recording herself saying that she was the only one that could give the people this interview with Jill and she did it for everyone else. I mean, Bethany, thank you. You're just such a martyr. And what would we do without you? I, oy, 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 I just can't, I can't. Uh, all right. Other things I can't with trying to figure out if Kim and Croy are actually divorced. So we reported last week that they had reconciled. It looks like now they are moving forward with a divorce. If you have whiplash from this, so do I take some Advil because my neck is hurting. I don't understand entirely what's going on. I did think part of the reason why they were reconciling is because they truly just can't afford to get a divorce right now. And uh, further evidence of that theory, uh, supporting that theory is the fact that Kim is currently selling her handbags for four, five times the amount of what it paid for or what what you pay for it. She's trying to sell this pink, like see-through-ish, uh, I would say like maybe a little bit more like transparent uh, Louis Vuitton bag for $20,000 when you could just get it for like 4,900 brand new. So I don't know if she thinks people are going to pay $15,000 because it was used by her uh, or if she's just really desperate for the money. And I think we all know the answer to that. Even more shady about this is all of the money is going to her daughter and rumor has it she's having everything sent to Brielle so that she can avoid paying taxes on this. Oh, I can. Uh, I think it's safe to say that if the invitation's out there for her to return, she will be grabbing it quickly because she desperately needs some money. What really is just sad in all this is she does still have younger kids. And I think the fact that like she had so much, I mean, Croy had a successful football career she had a lot of money from the show they had their own show for a little bit you know she's you know selling some random products i'm sure she's getting good money doing you know sponsored posts on instagram and affiliate links and allegedly she has burned through all of this because of a gambling addiction so it is really sad but also you just can't help but think kim get your life together stop trying to sell things for fifteen thousand dollars more than it's worth um and just focus on I'm clearly just getting help for this possible alleged addiction. 
another relationship. So we're kind of keeping with the theme here. We had podcasts and now we're going to go with, are they, aren't they? Shannon and John, as we saw this week on OC, clearly there is trouble ahead. She was very quick to say, if we're going to talk about this right now, my relationship is over, breaking the fourth wall, running over to the sound crew, making sure that, you know, they weren't filming this. They weren't going to air it. She wanted to take off her mic. We don't really know fully what was revealed, and there were a lot of rumblings that they had broken up. I kind of still was under the expectation they had broken up, even though we were seeing them together. Jeff Lewis confirmed that they had split. Uh, And then, you know, we've been seeing pictures of them together, posts of them together, and then Shannon maybe had a few too many tequilas and was not with the Trace Amigas to help her out and was kicked out of a restaurant for yelling at John's daughter. Uh, Witnesses claim that security had to ask her to leave. John then later said that it was the end of the night. The lights were on. Everyone was being asked to leave by security. And Shannon, to kind of try to squash this whole thing, the next day posted a picture of the two of them and said it was a nice dinner. I, I really don't know. I mean, I think Shannon obviously struggles with some of her own confidence issues. I think she's not over her divorce. She does always kind of like to play a victim. And we've seen in other seasons that she can sometimes uh, maybe look for an escape or a distraction on the wrong things, uh, i.e. alcohol. So it could be she was, not that there's any excuse for this, having a rough day, drink a little too much, uh, something came up and she went a little crazy. The one thing that really disappointed me is that... uh, it was not at the quiet woman. I feel like if we're going to have a fight with Shannon Medore, it should be at the quiet woman. Uh, but we will see how this plays out this season for Shannon and John. Um, but also, I'm sure this will be discussed at length at the reunion, which has not taken place yet. The Atlanta reunion did film yesterday. I don't know if Andy was teasing us or if this is real, but he claims that the most like shady uh, receipt that has ever been brought up to a reunion happened at the Atlanta reunion. You hear Kenya laughing in the background. So you can't help but think that Kenyan is Kenya, sorry, is responsible for this receipt being brought up. Um, But the Atlanta reunion has already been filmed. The ladies, I think looked beautiful. They went with a really lovely, like blue theme. Um, We've seen their looks that Bravo's Really been leaning into the not letting the, you know, Bravo accounts leak the info and owning it themselves. And so they did release a photo of it, along with an awesome reel of Kenya just showing herself getting ready for the reunion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, moving on to Vanderpump. So much is happening. We have seen James filming with Tom Sandoval, not screaming at him, not fighting. You saw some, and a lot of this, I will say, I really feel 50-50 on this. I don't know if I love the fact that we've got everyone out there showing filming happening, showing us who's filming who's sitting together, like who's filming together, who's not. Um, Because some things I think it's just fun for it to be a surprise and watch it play out. I also understand there's a huge demand for Vanderpump. And 
Uh, I'm, it's not lost on me that if people weren't doing this, I really wouldn't be having much to talk about with you guys right now. We wouldn't have a headlines podcast that comes out every week because we would just be talking about what's airing and everything else would be kept under wraps. So I do, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword for me. But we did see James filming with Sandoval. They were relatively keeping the peace. No fighting seemed to be happening. Um, A lot of them are using this whole excuse of like, we're doing this for Lisa. They're filming for Lisa, which I find really interesting because is Lisa really needed or a strong part of the show anymore? Like film for yourselves. Uh, Don't let Lisa be, you know, the reason why you're doing it. I guess she's still an executive producer, so you don't want her to get you fired. But I feel like, you know, James is a key part of the show. Uh, He can make some demands. Ariana has said she won't film with Tom Sandoval. Like, I feel like the rest of them could, too, if they felt so strongly about it. But um, whether or not James reconciles with Sandoval is TBD. But what really, I think, shocked some people uh, is that we saw Joe. Yes, Crazy Joe. To quote my new like, I don't want to say favorite because uh, it'd be hard to pick a favorite from Vanderpump, but we all have a new renewed love and respect for Katie Maloney. And she basically said, uh, Joe is Kristen Dowdy's crazy friend. And if you're Kristen Dowdy's crazy friend, you need to like kind of reevaluate your life. So Joe, who is Kristen Dowdy's crazy friend, they are no longer friends, but has been living with Schwartz and Schwartz is really quick to kind of like throw that um, relationship under the bus and say like, we were roommates. It was nothing, you know, nothing big, not a, not a big deal. We're not in love. We're not dating when clearly they are, if they're living together, her stuff was thrown all around the house. And uh, to prove that they are obviously more than just roommates, Joe was filming. She was seen um, kind of sitting down at like these chairs with a table in the middle, but not like, you know, more like a club vibe. So they were like, like, I don't know how to not like, you know, like chairs that you'd find in a living room, living room chairs, for lack of a better word, um, not just like a bunch of like dining room chairs. So they're sitting in these like chairs and it's Joe next to Schwartz, Sandoval, and then across from them, it's Allie and James. Um, so obviously some surprise there, just the fact that like they're all those three men are filming together. Uh, time will tell too, like, are I'm just really curious. Feel free to let us know. I'm going to throw up a poll. Do you think we're going to see Sandoval dating this season? I'm really curious because if Joe is dating Schwartz and James obviously is with Allie and they do reconcile and these three do become friends, I can't see Sandoval's ego handling being the fifth wheel. Uh, I also think like what an idiot if you're going to try to date on this show. I'm also kind of here for it because I love mess. So uh, it'll be interesting um, to keep watching this play out. I do hope that somehow production, though, is keeping some like secrets or some things under wraps, maybe like how Sandoval kind of got even invited and included on the Tahoe trip. We do see clips and pictures of Sheena going down like a slide and talking to him while in line. Sheena was really quick to say that, you know, she is not friends with Sandoval that they were he was on the trip they're on a show together she's gonna have to deal with them I do see probably production's point of being like if all of you guys refuse to film with him like even if you don't like him he is a necessary evil he was a key part of this show blowing up had he not cheated on Ariana would they have won you know not won I'm just gonna assume they won but would they have been nominated for an Emmy it's hard to say I mean the show really blew up because of his poor Decision. So I could definitely see producers being in like Sheena's ear saying, 
you possibly being willing to film with him, have a meal with him, even if it means yelling at him, is going to give you some special airtime, screen time. And we know that Sheena loves that. So they could be playing that mind game with all of them to get uh, Sandoval to be included more. Uh, but again, I hope we're going to keep some surprises to ourselves because, I mean, why else watch the season if we're watching, like seeing everything play out? No, we know who's friends and who isn't. In some non-Bravo related news, Kylie Jenner came out and said that she had a breast augmentation surgery done when she was 19, that she regrets it. And now as a mother herself, uh, she would be extremely upset and would hope that her daughter would never do something to her body at the age of 19 uh, and would just, I think, you know, all moms, whether you have a boy or a girl, would just hope that as kids get older, that they, you know, accept and love themselves or who they are, don't feel the need to change themselves physically, their personality. But um, I do think it's interesting. She's saying she regrets it and almost is implying that like as a mom, she wouldn't let her daughter do it. But Kris Jenner did. Kylie was obviously independent um was a business owner at 19 she grew up very fast you know she became a mom at a young age uh being on camera you know we all watched her grow up so she was seeing her awkward phases on tv i think a lot of that plays into it but i, I would be shocked if her kids if kardashians isn't still going when her kids are teens um i will honestly be extremely surprised i mean they just got just announced when the next season's coming which it feels like do we need to announce new seasons it's like it never ends we have constant kardashian uh, episodes coming out on hulu but to me it's like okay well why did chris jenner let her or why didn't chris jenner step in more and i do want to be a little careful about what i say because i think um i don't want to mom shame anyone i think you know was I was not like obviously sitting down for these conversations was Kylie in a situation where just it was affecting her mental health. And like Chris thought maybe this would be the solution. I mean, not really a message you want to send to kids. But again, I don't know everything and I don't want to like judge someone else's situation. I also fully believe uh, the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. So she is the last person I'd want to cross. But um, it was an interesting choice of words for Kylie. And I don't know if that was kind of meant as a dig at her mom or maybe just saying she's trying to do better for her daughter. But either way, I appreciate her opening up about it. I think it takes a lot to be honest about um, changes you make at a young age. I mean, it was kind of obvious that she's done some things to herself. It took her a while to admit she got her lips done, even though we all knew it. So I I do appreciate the honesty, even if it was a little late. But yeah, it just kind of breaks my heart that a 19-year-old felt like she needed to do that to herself. Uh, And the last piece of news is a little update on the, oh, sorry, no, two more pieces of news. Um, We've got the writer's strike is continuing um, with SAG. And so uh, the Emmys have already announced that they are going to be pushed back, even though the Emmys are not going to happen until September. So we're looking at like six, seven weeks from now. Uh, They just went ahead and made the announcement that they will be pushing it back. I don't know if that means that the strike they're anticipating it will keep going. I hope for the writers and those involved who are waiting on, you know, paychecks from gigs or need like their next gig to keep their home and put food on the table um, that the strike ends. But um, it, it is definitely affecting things. You know, when you look at the late, um, night talk shows it's been a lot of reality stars and this has led of course bethany starting her um wanting to unionize 
the reality stars and never missing a moment to put herself uh, in the center of attention as well. Lisa Rinna is calling for Bravo Labs to boycott BravoCon. Um, I think it's a little rich considering she left the show and uh, pretty sure she probably was not going to be invited to BravoCon, but um, surely so I tell everyone to boycott it, especially when uh, the tickets have sold out completely. They sold out of three-day tickets within 50, 57 seconds, uh, and the one-day ticket sold out within a minute as well. So I think you're going to have over 10,000 angry um, Bravo fans if that actually were to happen. I don't think any of these women would do that, especially those who do have SAG cards. I mean, these reality shows are really the only work right now that they can promote um, and do, but we are going to, obviously the strike, we're going to see it continue to affect um, just entertainment as a whole. For anyone who's been checking um, or listening um, into Reality Checked on Sirius XM, it used to be hosted by Amy Phillips. Um, She now has her own um, podcast that she's doing and is not on Sirius. Uh, The different people they've had brought in, you can even, even hear them kind of reference it saying like, I've can't really talk much about the things I've done in the past and what I'm working on because of the strike, but feel free to go to my IMDb. So um, just going to be interesting to see how long this lasts. Um, I do hope for um, the writer's sake and actress, actor's sake um, that this is resolved quickly. And then an update on another Ariana scandal and not Ariana Maddox, but Ariana Grande. So we did report um, that she, you know, divorced or is getting a divorce from her husband. She was seen at Wimbledon with Andrew Garfield. Uh, and then it came out that she's dating her wicked co-star that he was married um, and, you know, was leave- leaving his wife for Ariana. He has a child who is going to be one in a few weeks. And then his wife has now broken the silence and said that she was blindsided by it, had no idea. And making it even worse is the fact that Ariana met their baby when he was just a few months old and still then kind of proceeded with this. I'm just going to say an affair. I don't know what he was telling Ariana, but from the wife's point of view, it seemed like they were very much still married, married. Um, Really. I think what the sad thing is about this is Ariana has shown that she is not one who typically has relationships last for the long haul. And if I had to guess this uh, new relationship is going to last maybe all of six months. Um, So this guy basically just like lost his wife, potentially put himself in a situation where it could ruin his relationship with his kid Um, over, you know, an eight month fling with Ariana Grande. It's just overall, it's really sad. It, you know, there's a lot of other situations that can remind you of, um, you know, where people have done similar things. Obviously there's so many, but I mean, John and Olivia Munn come to mind. Um, not so much the affair part, but that he left his wife, was very open about the fact he never wanted kids. And then like within a matter of like three months, um, Olivia Munn was pregnant. So there's just, I don't know. There's a lot of situations where it's just hard not to feel for the woman um, in these these situations. Um, and again, you know, we're not necessarily hearing all the sides of the story or know the full truth, but that's why we like to kind of gossip about these things. And I, I'm going to always be on the side of the wife and the mom, unless um, there's a lot of evidence to do otherwise. That wraps up this week. I hope um, for those of you that wanted to go to BravoCon that you were able to get tickets. If not, um, just be on the lookout for various Facebook groups that um, really do a good job 
of monitoring to make sure people aren't getting scammed, that they're not, um, tickets aren't being sold at like astronomical prices. I have told the story about how I got it in 2019 based off of a really sweet soul who just sold me her ticket for what she paid for it. So um, don't lose the faith. And for all of you that were the lucky ones to get in, we can't wait to see you in Vegas. Feel free to DM us about it. We'll be sharing everything we know about BravoCon as it becomes available. Uh, and with that, we will talk to you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.